the Rob and KO podcasts. Joining us this evening, our podcast partner is in the upstate. He is, of course, the best Gamecock YouTuber on the planet. He is Mr. Carolina Jackpot, Kale Hall. Kale, what's up, buddy? Uh, not much. It's, you know, usually on Rob's end, we're having audio difficulties. On my end, this evening, I'm having some video difficulties. Uh, hopefully, I can get through this thing. Um, but we'll we'll figure it out one way or the other. <laughs> Well, I, I think I've got my shit figured out. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Thanks to the folks already checking in over in the chat room, by the way. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys over there. Roll Tide is on the Tucson. Eric Wallace, who is an actual a Mizzou fan. That's kind of interesting. Uh, Papa B, Brock Lee, Alex Stewart, all you guys over there. Appreciate all of you uh, checking in with the show. <clears throat> all right, so... <laughs> we got a lot to get into this evening, Carolina Jackpot. Uh, we're going to talk, talk about uh, an article I sent you with the uh, – there's a lot of hope in the SEC East this fall, but there's only so many wins that are there. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk about what we what SEC East team we think may have some false hopes. We'll get into that momentarily. Let's take our sponsors – Callaway's Bar and Grill, callawaysbarandgrill.com. Go and uh, check them out. They uh, have uh, retro video games, all kinds of great food, and the best people are at Callaway's. Highway 1, Diablo. There's two jackpots in my studio here. Anyway, <clears throat> so oh, with I'm that. I'm going to try something real quick. All right, so jackpot's working this thing out over there. Let me go ahead and add, there you go, add that one to the stream. Is that better? Yeah. All right. There you go. So anyway, so thanks thanks to Callaway's. Nice rack, Kale. That's beautiful. You might as well show us some man titties. Let's see them, brother. Well, I mean, I, I figured you all would like that. So Yeah, I'm there right. You there you go. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but no, uh, thanks to Callaway's Bar and Grill, Callaway's Bar and Grill.com. We also have DNC Trucking and Transport. Dennis Wilson's been a sponsor of this show for the longest of times, and his sponsorship uh, is some fireside chats with Uncle Jackpot. Jackpot, tell us a story. Yep, uh, yep. Um, have to do that in a few minutes. Uh, I'll break in. And I'll I'll let you know what right. reason the story. Do it right now. Anyway, <laughs> right. Uh, we'll get there. So we'll get there on that. Yes, we we definitely <laughs> will. There's always time for bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, by the way, someone sent me a message asking me to play the video we played um, on our last show of the young man that decided to stick a bottle rocket up his ass. We may play that for you later on uh, in honor of the 4th of July. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but I sent this to Jackpot earlier today. And yeah, if, the anybody, way, if anybody feels so inclined, hit the super chat button. Leave a super chat for us. That helps us out a little bit. It also helps us when we do funny things like that for y'all, for like doing play a little clips of videos. You know, we can't monetize the content uh, because it, you're you're using someone else's content off YouTube to uh, you know, as part of oh, your wow. content. So, so wait a minute. So in theory, we couldn't monetize our last show. Is that what you're telling me? No. Oh well, then I know a way around. We that. couldn't. 
I will uh, I will just save the video to my own personal videos and then play it myself. So that's how it works. Anyway, <clears throat> we might do that. Uh, anyway, let's talk about what I sent Jackpot earlier today. And this is an article from the Saturday Down South site written by Connor O'Gara. And he calls himself a Debbie Downer because he talks about a whole bunch of SEC teams have hope this offseason. Whole bunch of SEC East teams. from, And I'm not talking about the Georges of the world. I'm talking about the, the South Carolinas, the Mizzou's, the Tennessee's, pretty much everybody but Vanderbilt. Has this whole concept of, hey, we did really well last season on certain things, and we should expect some improvement this year. And I can tell you how the fan base generally feels about that. The over-under for South Carolina is at six and a half wins. When that, most Gamecock fans are like, ah, oh, fuck, we're going to win at least seven games. That's some bullshit. I think there's a lot of hope there, Jackpot, but he breaks it down. I thought we'd go over some of this. One of the, the percentage of returning production is one of the big stats here. And as far as the SEC East teams, in returning production, Mizzou is at the top at number at number nine in the country. Then it goes slants downhill from there, all the way to South Carolina at 102 and Florida at 107. Your thoughts on that, Jackpot? Does returning production really have a lot to do with it? Yes and no. Uh, in that, well, no. In that, you know, the 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 players you added from the transfer portal um, are not going to appear there. So. Yeah, South Carolina added a tight end from the portal. Um, so that's not there. Um, <clears throat> also, yeah, I mean, it, it would have been nice to have picked up a running back from the transfer portal as well, but they weren't able to do that. So, um, you know, I don't mm, – You know, I – let me not hard to, not well, hard to then, fathom that when, you know, well <sighs> – None of your running game. No, there's zero running game returning um, outside of Juju McDowell um, that uh, played last year. So I guess that's. Uh, are we talking all offensive production here? Or what? It just it's it's the stat he gives is just returning production overall. But look, there's another end of it too, where if so-called units sucked. Like, let's say your, I don't know, your wide receivers suck. They finish in the bottom third of the conference overall, but, and you lose them. It's obviously, you may end up being higher ranked later on because you got brand new guys. And a perfect example yeah. of this, and I'm using South Carolina as an example. Nobody knew who Juice Wells was last year before the season started. We knew he was a transfer in, but we had no clue how good he was going to be. You get a couple of guys that can do what Wells did last season, and you can really turn around an offensive unit or even on, on the defensive side of the ball. You get a couple of guys that can come in. I use Jasper Brinkley as an example, a transfer in from a from a junior college that came in and was probably one of the better linebackers that I've ever seen at South Carolina. You get somebody like that, you can you can uh turn your turn your set around. I understand using the returning production, but I don't think it's an, an end-all, be-all stat. 
Yeah. Elijah Allen says, the South Carolina address their need at running back at all? Well, you know, we have a returning running back in Juju McDowell, okay, that plays that played last year. He's not the damn biggest in the world. He's not the best in the world. He can do some things when he gets out in space. We've taken to carry on Joyner, who's played quarterback, who's played wide receiver, who's been with the program for five years. He's played running back. Good, hard-nosed runner, great athlete. We'll see what he can do. We've got Mario Anderson, Jr., a guy who led Division II Newberry College in – or led Division II in rushing at Newberry College. I don't know if you led the, the, the Division II in running and rushing. I know that he uh, he was a Division II All-American there, over 1,500 yards, two seasons in a row. He's part of the team now. Whether or not he can adjust to the SEC, whether he's got SEC speed, whether he's got SEC toughness, whether he's got whether he's work ethic, I don't know that yet, as yet, okay? I don't know. We tried to get um, – what was his – what's his dick? Uh, Logan Diggs out of the transfer portal. For, uh, he just, he went to LSU. We tried to get this Demi Sumakatra Bamayangangai from NC State. He decided to go to Kentucky. He already had a goddamn running back. So I don't know. We can't just go to somebody else's team and take their fucking running back. So, I mean, I don't know if we've addressed our need at, or not. You know, I'm sure Shane Beamer and crew are doing absolutely nothing about it, though. I mean, jackpot. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I don't think Elijah was trolling. I think he was asking a genuine question. And, you know, I think that's on the minds of a lot of Gamecock fans. Are you, are, are, is that an area where, hey, you know, that it looks like there may be some holes, but I, you know, I think that, that the start of the season, and we've talked about this before, I, I if you're a Gamecock fan, something you should be angry about. What is the what gets me aggravated about? What agitates about it is that everybody asks the question, I, nobody has the answer to it, and I can't understand why in the fuck they couldn't get a damn running back out of the fucking transfer portal. It's it. The, the, I'm telling you, the problem is the damn running back cut. It's got to be. I mean, Rob. I mean, it has to be. It has to be the running back coach. They don't want to play for him for some reason. I, I don't know what it is. Well, let me let me ask you this, and, and I am I am not trolling you at all. This is a genuine question. Are we at a point now where we're blaming a different assistant coach every year because it was the fat Art Anderson at the running at the linebacker, excuse me, the offensive right, line it was coach? Terrible. Then now he's gone. So now are we? Is it is the running back uh, coach going to be the the guy that we look at, and that's going to be the guy that? you know, handles the rocks if uh, if the offense sputters? Well, I mean, you know, he, for, for some reason, we're not able to get the talent in at that position. So I, I don't know. Well, but look, I, I think that if I'm a Gamecock fan, I'm upset about <clears> – <throat> I'm upset about this on this front. The North Carolina – if you go and look at the North Carolina message boards – they think that the South Carolina game is going to be the coming out party for their quarterback because they think the secondary for South Carolina is hot dog water. Which is absolutely – that's the absolute stupidest shit that I've seen. In, in a th- that's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, have they, did they watch the damn bowl game last year? Did they see the two pick sixes taken back for guys that will be playing – in that game against them, you got um, Marcellus Dow, O'Donnell Fortune, Nick Emanwari, D.Q. Smith. I like our secondary. I like it. I think they're going to be good as hell. 
Um, and I, I, I think they've, they've, got, they've got some issues. So this is not one of those damn taffy-ass ACC Coastal teams that they're used to playing. Look, so I, and This is not I, Virginia I, or Georgia Tech, I'll tell you that. I, I don't think that the secondary is going to be a walkover, but I think getting them together and getting them in the mix, it may be a little bit to uh, a little bit, you know, dicey there at the beginning of the season. But I think the big area is going to be for South Carolina is the linebackers. Yeah, and I think that they haven't had, and these aren't my words; these are coaches and players that I've talked to. South Carolina hasn't had a good set of linebackers in a long time. Are they going to have a linebacker that can can uh, go up and stuff the run or drop back into coverage? That's going to be the hinge on the Gamecock defense, in my opinion, for the upcoming season. Well, that's more fair than anything else. So, <clears throat> anyway, uh, someone wants to join the show, Santi. We'll add them to the mix. Santi, welcome to the program. Uh, that's Santi Faye. <laughs> I'm just going to remove that. This is some idiot playing a video game. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, join the game. If you want to join the show, there you go. Anyway, the SEC team that you think has false hopes, because there's a lot of folks that uh, could make an argument that South Carolina is a team that, that could bounce back. And what I mean by bounce back is bounce back from their projected wins. So uh, as far as what what Las Vegas is saying, um, there's a lot of folks in, in Kentucky that think that Kentucky's going to be a better team this year. I I, I tend to agree with that. I, I'm, I think Kentucky could be an eight-win team. I've looked at their schedule, um, and with what they've got coming back with the new offensive, the new old offensive coordinator coming back, they kind of got a patchwork offensive line. It's kind of uh, put together by some transfer portal players and that. But now, if they can gel, I think that. Uh, I think that Mark Stoops could be looking for looking at eight wins or so in Lexington. I uh, went out on, um, uh, uh, well, yesterday, and I just went into Barnes and Noble uh, when I got done running my route yesterday afternoon about one o'clock just to see if it was there yet because it always comes out. Normally, I get a little bit later than this every year, but I went in there and there was my rack full of Phil Steele magazines and. Uh, Went ahead and grabbed mine, and um, it's it's chock full of good stuff. Chock full of good stuff. Nick Devon over in the comment section says, question for Jackpot. Just curious as to why you feel South Carolina is so much more superior to North Carolina. He's asking, I mean, when did I say that I thought we are superior to them? I think we're a one-and-a-half-point underdog right now in that game. Um, and, and based off their returning production, uh, I can see why, but – um, I, I, that, that, that's not going to happen. South Carolina's going to win that game. Uh, South Carolina's just a, a football. You know, it, it, it all has to go with competition, toughness, and uh, you know, it's just um, you know, I don't know if that it, some of these ACC teams and no offense to Rob, I mean, they're just they're in the Taters. They're just some of them are just soft. NC State or UNC plays soft competition. <laughs> South Carolina does not. That's going to be the difference. Oh. Ball Zerker joins the program. What's up, bud? Hey, what's up, guys? Love the show. Thank you. <clears throat> hey, I got a question for both of you guys. I guess I'll start with Carolina Jackpot. 
Um, obviously, I'm a Vol fan. Just had a curiosity with with us moving forward to a potential non-game SEC team play. Um, it's looking like the Vols and, and the Gamecocks aren't going to play. And, and that's kind of disappointing to me, man, because uh, <clears throat> I, I feel like it's been a close game and it's went every other way since uh, since we've been playing for, like, the early 20 teams. Yep. Well, the, the, this coming up season schedule is just, just one year. Uh, that's just a one-year schedule. They're, they're going to come up with something more permanent, I think. Uh, sometime within the next uh, framework of uh, the next next six eight months, something uh, that they're going to come up with more permanent. And I, I think that the SEC office offices and people that make decisions and that type of stuff, I think they know that that. So I think the Gamecocks and the Vols will probably be on the schedule, if not if not in the in a rotation of like a a, a permanent three opponents. Well, I mean, they're, they'll be meeting every other year at least, so I, I don't know. It is, I, I kind of hate to see that one um, the potentially not played every year because I feel right. like it is a, it is a good uh, rivalry as well, and I agree with you. Awesome. And, uh, Rob, I'm guessing, man, uh, my question for you is, is are you, are you 100% behind Cape Clubnick? And like, do you, do you think going forward he'll he's the answer for Clemson? Uh, no, <laughs> and the re- the reason why is because he is too antsy in the pocket. He hasn't proven that hey, he could be a guy that can step back and and uh, you know and and I hate to use this term, but be the Stetson Bennett, manage the game. He wants to try to roam out the pocket and roll generally to his right and throw across his body and that the you know does he have the physical capabilities and the talent yeah we've seen him throw the ball and do stuff like that but the mental portion of the game i don't completely know if he's there yet now i do have uh i do have faith in the clemson coaches but they're gonna have to coach him up and tell him look just because you get rushed on the left side doesn't mean that you have to run out and try to throw the ball across your body and make huge plays. But you could do that in high school because you were bigger than everybody else, but you can't do that here now. So as far as that goes, I mean, I, I, I think that he's the best quarterback that Clemson has right now. But as far as thinking that he's going to be the greatest thing ever, I'm not sure I'm buying that yet because there are a lot of folks that are thinking, you know, they, they have this concept of, hey, you know, if he would have started – the South Carolina game, uh, Clemson would have won. I don't know if I'm buying that or not. And a lot, a lot of Clemson fans get pissed when I say that. Uwe Ungalale, his head wasn't there, but in the end, Clemson should have lost that game by probably more than what they did. If you really go back and look at it, so on, especially on the special team side of the game, Clemson got dog walked. I mean, like literally, the special teams coordinator for Clemson should have been fired after the game. You got completely out coached and kicked in the face over and over and over again. And at least, in my opinion, 17 points were given up just on special teams. So, but nobody really wants to talk about that. And that has nothing to do with Klubnik, to be completely honest with you. We'll see how that goes, though. 
Yeah, I mean, at least with with uh, with Kate, I feel like maybe maybe if if he had a few more games under his belt, I just feel like y'all started him at the the end of the season, and I thought the talent was there, man. Watching the games late late in the season, but um, he made up to being great, but he's not like I remember the first time Deshaun Watson when he came out in Georgia, and his first pass. He threw an absolute rope to Sharon Peak, shredded the Georgia secondary for a touchdown in Athens. Now, he looked like he was about four gallons of milk short of being able to play as far as his weight level for college football, but you knew the kid had talent, and you knew that he had a set of balls to go in there and do that. I don't know if Klubnik has that yet. Really don't. All right, well, that's all I have for y'all. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, well, there you go, man. Thanks to Vol Zerker joining the program. If you want to join the program, feel free. There's the uh... – yeah, our, um, our power is flickering on and off here at the house. We are having some kind of storm out there right now. And uh... Is it storming over there, Jackpot? Oh, know. yeah, and I, my, our co-host, my co-host here, he is uh, huddled up beside me on the couch shaking like a leaf. He is really, really scared. He is a scared little boy. Well. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh anyway let's uh eric wants to join the program we'll add him to the show here eric what's up buddy how are you hey how y'all doing tonight doing good hope you are yeah doing good um so what do y'all think how how does carolina gonna be gonna make a bowl game this year well, they'll win six games. <laughs> That'll be the start. <laughs> and then they'll go from there. I mean, they, they could win. I mean, winning six games is not far-fetched for South Carolina. So there's that. We'll have to see if they can build on that, though. Yep. I, I'm hoping that um, Mizzou does better than win six games because I don't know if the Winkins can – Dwinkowitz only can win six games with you. I don't know if he's going to be the last. You know, Drinkowitz and Jackpot, you may be able to, to weigh in on this too. I think Drinkowitz is coaching for his job this year. If he doesn't get his shit together up there, I, I know. Bye-bye. I know. It. That's, yeah. that's well, the thing, thing about it is, it's just like with, um, with uh, yeah, what's his name over there, Sunbelt Billy. You know, you win six games and then you go to a bowl game and if you lose it, then boom, then you've got a losing season. Everybody says, oh, you got a losing season. Well, you really didn't. You really had a 500 season and then, you you know, you lost your bowl. Um, but it looks bad. And um, yep. certainly, I think Mizzou, I think, certainly has more, um, more uh, – more talent than to be a, a, a team with a losing record. Now, uh, last year, I mean, they were uh, about three, I think, net close losses away from being a really good team because they, I mean, they, they just barely lost to Auburn, right? I mean, they just barely lost to uh, Florida, only beat them by a touchdown. Hell, they only lost to Georgia by four points. Yeah. So, you know, they were, they were just a, a cut hair away from being uh, what? What a nine and three football team! Oh man, that would have been nice. Yeah, that would have been a great feeling, White Phil. Yeah, and I wouldn't have been nearly so. Oh, and then Kentucky. I mean, then they almost they almost won that game, and that could have been a ten and two team. 
Yeah. Yep. Well, at least they beat Arkansas, which of course is Missouri's toilet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, one track game went final. Everybody over there, a, 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 a gathering with a whole bunch of Missouri people out here. Everybody was losing their minds because we all knew how important that game was. All right, well, hey, Eric, thanks for joining the program, buddy. We appreciate it. There you go. Eric joining the program. Thank you in that. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Uh, Peg and Megan has a good comment here. Billy Napier actually did have a losing season. You have to count the Vanderbilt loss twice. Uh, yeah, there's that, too. Um, you know, it's interesting when you think about that because – I mean that was just a horrible loss there for for Florida. And when if you look at Florida's level of talent that they've brought in, as far as just the numbers and the recruiting classes and everything else, you know, they they should have been better than they were last year. They really should have. One ha- one has to remind uh, Peg and Megan though. Uh, you know they can't they can't um, they can't talk too much. <sighs> Too much smack about uh, Florida losing to Vanderbilt because uh, they've done it as well. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, there's only one, only one SEC East team who holds the distinction of uh, never having lost to Vanderbilt uh, in the 20 teens or the 2020s, and that would be like Gamecocks. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair too. So yeah, we own them, own them. Remember how like Clemson used to own Virginia back in the day? Uh, yeah. Beat them like twenty something times in a row. Yep. It's kind of the way it is with Gamecocks and Vanderbilt. It's kind of like that. B Beam wants to know if we're going to do a review of the ACC and SEC team schedule and pick the number of wins for each team. Jackpot does a slew of previews. I'm going to do some previews this year too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> and probably do do that a little bit closer to the season. Maybe you and I will have conversations about you can preview the teams that you want, and I'll preview the teams that I want, and then that way we're not Frothy doing this. Tavern over in the comment section says, moral victory, shoulda, woulda, coulda, you are what your record says you are. Um, I, I disagree. Josh Pate over at 24-7 Sports vehemently also disagrees with that. Um, you yeah, are what you say you yeah, are. Uh, and Josh Pate is a hell of a host, but Josh Pate carries the SEC water bucket. He is a... He's a more muscled-up version of Paul Feinbaum. He wants to lick Nick Saban's taint right after he gets done with Jimbo Fisher. It's the same thing over and over and over again. How can I cater to an SEC audience? Because that's what yeah, that's what. Uh, the but company- yeah, but he wasn't necessarily saying it about an SEC team. But when he does that, he talks about it in the context of that because he wants to sit here and tell you Texas A&M was five and seven last year, but they really weren't a five and seven team. Well, Texas A&M, was, Texas A&M was terrible last year. I don't care what – I mean, I know what the record was, and I know they had a couple of close losses, but, I mean, you, compare, uh, compare, compared to uh, the expectations for them, they were terrible. Well, And, and that's fine, but you are what your record is. You play those games on Saturday. And I goof about, hey, it was a fluke win for South Carolina over Clemson. South Carolina still won. They went on the field and won. 
this idea of, well, you just have to look at it from this person was out and that person was out and then that, that determines, no, that doesn't. You roll out there with what you got and with what you got, you win or you lose. That's what's great about college football. None of this bullshit that you have this gray area of, well, things might have been better if we had had this happen or things might have been better if that would have happened. That's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. And I'm tired of people trying to pass that narrative along. That's why that's why you have winners and losers in college football. Stop with the nonsense, man. It's ridiculous. But, I mean, well, to that point also, uh, you know, with the, what about the uh, – what about the Orange Bowl loss? Clemson uh, lost. They lost. They went out there with their team and lost. It's the same thing. Okay. It's the same thing. I, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem admitting that. Do I feel that Clemson should have played better there? Yeah, I do. But in the end, that doesn't matter. Clemson went out with what they had and they lost. So, you know, and Bob says about the bowl games. Yeah, and in reality, when you step back. I don't think they matter as much anymore. It's not like we were kids and you were like, man, we went seven and four. Is that going to be good enough to get us a bowl trip this year? We you went know? to the blue bonnets bowl. Yeah. That, that's back when, you know, you really cared about those bowls. Now, not so much. It's just not really eh, great. I think it's, they, they've just cheapened the bowl experience so much. And the college football playoff definitely is uh taking advantage of that too, where if you're not in those four or soon to be eight or 12 or whatever, no one gives a shit. Thomas wants to know if we think Ryan day is coaching for his job. No. What? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? No, that's the silliest thing. No, I, I, I maybe I don't know if Thomas is trolling. I think so. Uh, I, I don't think that, uh, I mean, Ryan Day took his team to the playoffs last year. He, now was, lost. he was a cunt hair away from being national champions, too. Yeah, they were right there. Look, the only team on the, that Georgia played last year that really scared them was, I think the only one that made guys like Peg and Megan sweat was, was that Ohio State game. Yeah, I, I didn't sweat because I knew, they were, I knew they were beating Mizzou. I mean, I knew they were going to come back and win that game. I just knew it. Uh, I was sitting there watching that in a uh, a hotel room up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and uh, I knew that they were going to end up winning that ball game, and they did. Hmm. Anyway, but as far as lining up and playing, that was uh, I think that Ohio State was right there. So I don't think he's coaching for his job. There are coaches that are though. I believe. Uh, Drinkowitz is coaching. Oh, I'm call. sorry. You're right. Uh, oh, I you're... dropped something here. Sorry. So, so Drinkowitz, I think, is coaching for his job, and I think, uh, I think that this will be the last season, in my opinion, for Mac Brown. I think he's. I mean, he's he's got to be what seventy now. How the fuck old is this guy? Uh, and, I don't know. It's very possible. I think it'd be a last season for him. Um, it's very possible that he that he hangs it up. It just doesn't. I mean, so he's been back. What is this? The fourth or fifth, fourth year back? Something like that. Yeah. So I, I don't know. And they pulled him out. Pulled him off the. What was it? The the. The rubber chicken. Working, who was he working for? ESPN. 
Yeah, and they pulled him out of there, dusted him off. He's going to – on August 27th, right before the Gamecocks game against them, he will ha- he will celebrate his 72nd birthday. <clears throat> Father time is undefeated. B-Bean, uh, let's go to Big Barney Ross first. Welcome into the program. Big Barney Ross, what's up, brother? Big Barney Ross, what you got? Big Barney Ross may be having some weather up his way. Yeah. The Bluegrass State may be uh, rallying behind uh, some weather there for Big Barney Ross. You're welcome to join the program any time there, Big Barney Ross. Anyway, we'll read B-Bean's comment. Who has a better season, Jackpot? Would that be of this list of teams? Florida, Auburn, Mississippi State, or Arkansas? I'm going to go with Auburn. Who who has a better season, Florida, Auburn, Mississippi State, or Arkansas? Yep, according to B-Bean. Arkansas. Okay. You're behind uh, old Sam Pittman there. Yeah. And then he asked about who has a better season, Louisville, Syracuse, Boston College, Georgia Tech, UVA, or Virginia Tech. Good God. You want to throw another one in there? Um, Louisville. Well, Boston College is overrated. Big Barney Ross normally tells us that. Always. So, uh, I, I'm going to go I'm with Louisville. They're always flexing their muscles that they don't have. Yeah, then they – Damn it. All right, so there you go. Uh, Harry Lex has had lightning for about an hour now. Power and interwebs going in and out. Yeah, it's kind of messing around a little bit. Richard Neal says Nick Saban is the same age as Mac Brown. Yeah, but I just I think Mac Brown, I think he's just at the end. It's just my opinion. So as far as SEC coaches on the hot seat, I think that Drinkwitz is right there. Uh, and Jimbo Fisher, too. If he doesn't get his shit together. He may be shown the door. He may just, you know, decide to leave. Sunbelt you know? he's on the hot seat, too. You believe that? If they yeah, go, I mean, if they, I mean, they've had one losing season in a row, two losing seasons in a row, and one of those wasn't even his fault. <laughs> one yeah. of them wasn't even him. That was Dan Mullen. If he if he has one this year, I think he's definitely on the hot seat. That They're not very patient there. I mean, you can just tell their track record of hiring coaches, firing coaches. I mean, it's it's – they're they're doing what Tennessee was doing back in the twenty teens. So you think you really think that he's on the hot seat right now? If he has a losing season this year, he is on the hot seat. Hmm. And I wouldn't put it past him if it was if it, if it were a bad enough losing season. I wouldn't put the put it past him, pull the trigger, and, and fire him after the season. I certainly wouldn't. So when I look at Mac Brown, by the way. In his time at North Carolina, in the second stint here, he's gone seven and six, eight and four, six and seven, and nine and five. So right. they average what 15, 21, 30. They average about seven wins a season. And they're about they're, yeah. So I mean, in reality, when you step back and look at it, I mean he's Joe Average in his second stint at North Carolina there. Yeah, but you got to look at – I mean, you also got to look at what he was what he was left with. I mean, that last team uh, that Larry Fedora had out there, um, they were 
they were absolute uh, trash. They were like two and nine or two and ten, something like that in, in 2018. Really bad. Yeah. Uh, Roll Tide says he thinks that Freeze will do well at Auburn. We shall see. All right, let's head back out and welcome in another guest here. Welcome to the program. Hello. I think this, this is where you talk, sir. It's Big Barney Ross who's having some issues. So we'll have to, yeah, you got to figure that out, Big Barney Ross. I don't know what the problem is there, brother, but wiggle your wire, whatever it is you got to do. Uh, B Bean says Napier's buyout, UF would owe him $31.9 million if they just missed him. You know what? I, I'm in the camp of I don't think these people give a shit. They don't care about the yeah, buyout. And then, and then that's that's a huge buyout either way you look at it. So, I mean, what, what difference would it make if you fired him after 2023? As a, I mean, there really wouldn't be saving that much. Not in the context of, of when you're talking that much money. Well, you also have to come to the perspective of if you fire him, how are you going to convince the next guy to come in to be like, hey, we're going to give you some time or whatever? <clears throat> that's automatically looking like, you better bring your ass in here. You may be able to go eight and four your first year, but after that, we're expecting you to be competing with the Georges of the world. And if you're not, you're going to be shown the damn door. And that's well, a hell of a any cut. Co any coach who who would potentially come there would would, be able, would have to look at that and say, "Oh, it's a it's a, it's a good program. It's a good situation. I can win there. Um, I'm not going to need, you know, two or two or three years to to to, to get it together." All right, Harry Leg, welcome to the program. How y'all are tonight? Doing good. Are. Hope you are. Yeah, now the storm's got the hell out of here. I can't. Yeah, it, it, it got the hell out of there and it arrived here. <laughs> yeah, it's been popping, that's for sure. We were having a fireworks display like it should be Tuesday tonight uh, before all this started. And everybody say, Whoops, I mean, it, it's, it's been. Three trees, yeah, three in my yard got hit. So yeah, it's been it's been a little bit intense here tonight. But uh, anyway, uh, on to some CFB talk here. Uh, as far as Sunbelt Billy goes, uh, best of luck, son. Because uh, if you can't get it, if you can't get that winning record this year, <laughs> you ain't next year. Not without a quarterback. Yeah, especially no. if especially if Rob and them take take uh, uh, the kid they got committed right now. That so seems they're, they're, they're currently, and, and I'm not exaggerating, they're either the fourth or fifth best team in the state right now. Oh, I don't question that at all right now. And, and only, only airheaded Florida fans will come at you with anything other than that. They're the fourth or fifth best team in their own state. They, they can fight with Florida and lose the fight afterwards. They can't win the game or the fight. So well, they, they they're not, really not worth a shit anymore. They really aren't. <laughs> Who is that? South Florida they should have lost to. They just pissed it away at the end. Yeah. I, I was watching that, and uh, I still won money on it, so I was happy. <laughs> they're, just, they're just not very good. You can uh, – I mean – Go down the list here. Under my feet with that. FSU, Miami, Central Florida, 
Uh, we could go with South Florida. They're they're just not very good. Really aren't. Well, so. this year they enter the enter the fray. If I remember correctly, with, with a whole new uh, offensive line, they lost them all, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they can. They got a great running back. Man. Uh, I'll t- not take that away from them. I like Etn is an excellent runner, like his brother was, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't know if they can block for him. You know, the game the Gamecocks certainly made him look really good. Well, but you know. <laughs> That's hard what Leg is saying is correct. They, uh, you can have a great running back, but if he doesn't have somebody to block for him, then make him look really shitty really quick. That's a fact. That is an absolute fact. But the, um, that's not Georgia wins so many damn games. They've got all these offensive linemen that ended up playing in the pros. I mean, oh. that's same way with Alabama. They've got great, great people in the trenches. That's how you win games. You should see this list of kids that we potentially will sign uh, for the 24 class on offensive line. It, sir, hairy legs, sir. I, I'm not going <laughs> to have a, 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 a Georgia circle jerk with you about all these great players that you're going to have. You're a great fucking team. I don't need <laughs> to hear and be the pivot man while you and Peg and Megan rub each other out. I'm not watching. I don't want to. <laughs> I tell you what, big boy. Uh, fucking great team. I don't need oh we've got this other five star guy to back up our other eighteen five star guys. Fuck you. <laughs> well, well, I mean it's it's, it's it's I'm not bragging. I'm not trying to rub people's noses I in the damn thing. I don't, don't want to hear shit about your fucking class. Fuck your <laughs> <laughs> Oh your lord. Call me if you want. Fuck your class. I'm tired of hearing about right. it. We, we got Y'all are a fucking team. Y'all are a great fucking team. I'll give you all the credit in the world, but Fuck you. That's where I'm at with all that shit. We're going to get you in 24. You probably will. You probably will. Hope to be there. We we can't, we can't recruit at that, uh, that level with the damn offensive line. But you know, I, I, I I think Brock will agree with me on this. I'm tired of hearing about how Georgia is not beatable. You can be beaten. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I never said such a thing. No, I'm just saying you, you can be beaten. Oh, absolutely. So, Ohio State had us had, had their foot on our throat, and they let us up. I mean, Georgia came out flat as a doornail, and uh, I don't know why, but we did not play well. And uh, uh, I don't know what somebody flipped a switch there at the end of the third quarter or something. But good lord, then we started playing ball, you know, and that was it. So, all right, Harry, like I appreciate you calling, man. Thanks for joining the program. Be good. Thank you. Clemson Imperials over in the comment section says, Jackpot, your NC State video is hilarious. And if anybody hasn't watched that, you should go uh, back to the last video I did yesterday afternoon slash evening and, uh, and watch that. It's kind of off the cuff, but, um, yeah, uh, I kind of let them have it a little bit. Big Barney Ross, let's try again, brother. God damn it, Big Party Ross. The third time's usually the charm on things, right? What the hell? Big Party Ross must be broadcasting from his damn deer stand or some shit. I don't know what's going on there. Big Barney, anyway. uh, Big Barney Ross's Boston College is overrated. I say Big Barney Ross's internet connection is overrated. I agree with you on that. But 
And look, I'm not I'm not ripping you Georgia folks, but goddamn, I don't want to sit here and hear about that shit. That's great. You got all those guys. Awesome. Fuck off. <laughs> all right, let's see here. Let's put the link in here and give you guys one more opportunity here. Lisa says too much bourbon. Yes. Big Barney Ross is running this still. All right, here you go. Welcome to the program. Good evening. Rob, I'm I'm tired of you criticizing the uh, circle jerk we had going on. I, I will say I mean, this. I, I refuse to be the pivot man. I don't, I mean, your voice is a little deeper than hairy legs. So you may get that extra tug in. I don't know. Well, don't knock it till you try it. That's all I'm going to tell you, sir. Okay. Hey, um, I, I do have a question for you, man. Who Who is, what QB on your roster do you actually have high hopes for? Who, who is your guy that you kind of suspect will, will, will wind up winning out? Well, I, I mean, Klubnik's going to be the star. But as far as if you're asking me about, and, and see, a lot of it comes back to, and I've talked about this before, Clemson fans are spoiled because they've had great quarterbacks for about a decade. And I think Klubnik trying to fill those shoes, I don't know if he's going to be that because I don't I don't get that feeling from him like I got with these other guys where this guy's going to come in and just throw darts. You know what I'm saying? I, I just I don't get that feeling about him. He just seems like he's indecisive and wants to run around and get happy feet too much. And I just I don't have that great overwhelming warm feeling about him that I had about the uh, with the other quarterbacks that Clemson has had. So. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to second what Jack Pot just mentioned. That that North Carolina video was hilarious. That's the best one I've seen in a while, Jack Pot. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And that was that was just off the cuff. And uh, like I said, there's more of that where that came from. Um, I'm just getting cranked up. You know, it's 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 talking season and um, just so much stupidity out there. I mean, it really is. I mean, this guy comes on Twitter and says, we, I, we're, we're focused on here at NC State. We're focused on putting guys in the league. Really? Really? Give me a break. Yeah. Give me a break. I know, I know um, Harry Leg uh, touched a touched nerve with you there, Rob, but I, I do want if to – if you'll look, Florida's getting a lot of uh, publicity for this supposedly great recruiting class. Right. Go, go look at their, their line of scrimmage commits. <laughs> Not very good. It's garbage, and they already have garbage there. They're not recruiting, especially the interior on both sides <laughs> of the ball. They can't get those guys, and that's why there's some scuttlebutt right now about uh, DJ Lagway possibly flipping to Clemson. I think he's looking at the lack of recruiting on the line of scrimmage. The guy doesn't want to get murdered. Lord, I mean, he's going to flip from one dump to the other. Does Florida still have that like that 500-pound defensive lineman? Uh, or is he? Uh, I mean, did he uh, eat his way off the team? I I think he's off the team. Don't I, I'm not certain about that. But he uh, to, to be so large, he didn't have the impact you think he he would have there. Um, for I mean, obviously, um, guys. I don't know if you if you've come across the channel uh, a peak. Uh, I think it's called a peak inside Florida football or something. But Allie Peak, a female, yes. runs that, yeah, she runs that YouTube channel. I was actually going to comment about that because uh, she was one of those people that was uh, trying to rail on the young Georgia player that was – there were accusations, and we talked about this the other day, 
there were accusations of sexual assault, but he was completely cleared of all of it. Uh, within days, the person that he was with, and Uncle Lou did a video on it, you know, breaking down the text messages and everything else, where basically the 20-year-old woman was chasing the 16-year-old kid, and, and I'm not going to get into all of it, but the reality is, is that they got together and did some sexual things, and she didn't like pieces of it because they were recording it, and she lost her shit about it, and then, but he was completely vindicated at the end i think that's the word i want to use but everything ended up going away because the police didn't find anything but there were lots of florida fans and tennessee fans and, and just ready to throw kirby smart under the bus for that when nothing fucking happened and this podcast that you're talking about the peak behind florida uh that lady that runs that one she's got egg on her face right now she looks really stupid after the shit she put out. Well, that video, that video was one thing, but I, I looked at a few of them and mm -hmm. she, she literally makes up things. I mean, her facts are so wrong. I've never seen, look, we, we all troll back and forth and it's all in good fun, but her facts are, are like from another planet. She's not even close. Um, you guys just mentioned uh, Florida being she, like the fourth. She made up, not, not to cut you off, but she made up her own things and then presented them as facts when they weren't. Yeah. You uh, she, make up shit. Like, I could just put out there, I saw Peg and Megan walking down the street jerking off four other guys that were all wearing Florida jumpsuits. And I, may, I put that out there as a fact, but in reality, it's not. She's doing the same shit, but on a much, much different level. Because and 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 playing with this young man, and 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 trying to ruin his career, when if I and the more and more I got into that story, and I, sh I should have messaged the jackpot too, but the more and more I looked into that, uh, Kirby Smart needs to send something over to the AJC and bitch slap uh, a couple of the writers that are over there. And if I were the parent of this young kid, I say young kid, he's a grown ass man, but. If I were the parents of this guy and this stuff had been put out there, uh, I would be sending Miss Peak a nice message saying you should have a nice retraction there because if you don't, my attorney's going to call you and we're going to change the name of your show to me, whatever the hell my name is, because the shit she put out was just ridiculous. Yeah, and that video is one thing. By the way, she also brought up the racing uh, at UGA and she failed to mention Anthony Richardson was caught doing over 100 miles an hour in a 35-mile-an-hour zone. Didn't miss a game, no suspension, but she never brought that up. She also didn't bring up Adam Anderson, who was kicked off the team pretty much immediately uh, when rape allegations were made. But anyway, she, she goes into another video where she's bringing up uh, how, how insane Gus Malzahn is to say that UCF belongs among the Big Four or Big Five, whatever it is in Florida. And she's laughing it off, not ever bringing up the fact that I believe they're, UCF just beat Florida the last time they played them. Is that correct? They're a better, yeah, they're a better team than Florida is right now. They, they it, won the fight afterwards, too. They couldn't yeah. win the damn fight afterwards. <clears throat> lose the game and, and lose the fight. What the fuck? That was, that was in Emory Jones' last game. <laughs> That's right, yeah. But she's bringing up the fact that he said that, and she is laughing him out of the room about it. And then she throws up, here's how you know he's incorrect. Look at the recruiting rankings the last however many years. 
Like the results on the field don't matter. It's all about recruiting rankings. And not only that, she the recruiting rankings she threw up there, she screwed those up. Those numbers weren't even right. They she don't said, well that 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 that's just that just makes them look dumb. Yeah, it she, makes she them look like they don't develop talent, which is what it pretty much is the case there. <laughs> I mean Well, I, I promise you that never crossed her mind. But she she is do you want to Not, know what she wants to be? And I, and I thought about it, and it's like she wants to be Aaron Andrews. Aaron Andrews was one of the Florida dancers down there doing her thing, ended up going to ESPN and wherever she's at now. Uh, but and and I'm not knocking her because she's done, you know, good stuff on the sideline. But this this woman wants to do that, except she forgot to go to the journalism school at Florida. Go Google who Red Barber is, lady. Andrews, who was one of one of those girls was from South Carolina. Yeah, but Aaron Andrews was a was a Florida Gator. But somebody was one of them was from South Carolina. I can't remember who. Good good journalism is not making up facts as you go to support your story, and that's what she did, especially in some of those videos. And it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah, she's and and my thought was that was I was watching her and, and seeing what a disaster that she was. I'm thinking she's not doing any favors to any other females in the business at all. She's no. she's really uh, kind of <laughs> kind of putting forward that stereotype out there because she doesn't have a clue what she's talking about. She really doesn't. Well, she leans on like, and, and I watched a couple of them. She leans on, well, my husband was with the program. That's great. Awesome. Well, whatever, whatever it is that, you know, but in the end, does that does that give you any more validity than, you know, someone who actually goes to practice and does what they're supposed to do and follows the team and has actual sources that are on the team now? I don't give a shit what your husband did when Tim Tebow was there. No one gives a shit. Ridiculous. Well, guys, that's all poor, I got. It was poor, it was poor, poor uh, young girl reporters like the one back in 1982 that took the tongue lashing on the sideline that we watched that time. Rob from Paul Bear Bryant, who uh, were pioneers and, and paved the way for, for other females uh, in journalism and college football. And then, and then for these folks to go on here and, and spew out that kind of garbage, that's just yeah. shitting on her name. Exactly. Peg and Megan, thanks for joining the program, sir. 43 and 18, Rob. Have a great day. Uh, anyway, yeah, jackpot. That's uh, I wanted to kind of get into that a little bit, but it's like it's frustrating because when you deal with actual facts, like we actually got to see the text messages and everything else uh, and give credit to Uncle Luke because he broke it down in a video that he had earlier this week where people are people were hanging this kid out to dry when in all actuality, according to the police, you know, this woman's a fucking creep. You know, with some of the stuff that she was doing. What's she doing messing with a 16-year-old anyway? That's just disgusting. Well, and that's 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 something else, too. I mean, uh, you know, if if you're 20 and you go and mess. It doesn't matter what you know. doesn't matter. Nothing up there. It doesn't matter if he's swinging. Okay. Well, and, you know, I I don't, you know, she's not, there were no charges so that she's not a, she didn't have any charges pressed against him is basically what it boils down to, but what a mess that turned out to be. So there's that. Uh, final call. If you want to get in on the program, 
Teresa says, why wasn't she arrested? I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> All right, there you go. There's the link if you want to join us here. You're always welcome to. Jackpot, you have big plans for the fourth? Um, I, not that, uh, that I'm aware of. I mean, I'll be working part of the day. Uh, the, um, the, the, uh, Tennessee fans are all beating their chests, uh, right now. They were able to, uh, to land a four-star wide receiver out of Aiken, South Kakalaki, uh, Braylon Staley. Don't know if he's any kin to Deuce Staley or not. And, uh, you know, they're, they're giving the Gamecock fans a hard time about it. You know, we put it in receiver out there. Here's another one you couldn't keep home. Well, when I looked at his list there of teams that he had chosen, so I thought he, there was uh, I saw Alabama, I saw NC or UNC, I saw Clemson. I didn't even see the Gamecocks there. So, well, you know, and, and by the way, we, we didn't really get into this, but the whole thing with LSU and all of that stuff with the the sanctions and everything that came down with them. It's, I think LSU had what? I think it was 11 level one violations. Tennessee's facing 18 of them. And I know that the the fans well, when, are there. When is this when when one of these that when is this ever going to come to the bench? Yeah, well, when is this? That's, that's the thing too, but it's like, hey, you know what? Um we we're, we're waiting on the NCAA to get their shit together. If they had half a sack over there with the NCAA, they would um they would have already You've already gotten everything you need to get. I mean, it, it here's like, and people get frustrated when I say this, and they're like, well, you're not taking into account the coaches that are there and the players that are there now. Why punish them for the sins of the past? Because your fan base and your administration need to understand just because you fire every fucking body doesn't mean that what you did was uh, is going to be just thrown out the window. You should be nailed to a fucking tree for what you did with all the cheating that you've done and a one-year bowl ban and another uh, reduction in scholarships of 10 or more and reduce your off-campus visits by another 10 or more uh, should be what happens. Now, it probably won't be because the NCAA sucks, but if it were a fair organization with the cheating that, uh, that Tennessee did, it's what it should be. But there's a whole section of folks that are, oh, well, they got rid of everybody, so we should just all let it go. Let it go. That's just stupid. Just don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've talked about that before. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, it's just like me back in the day when I got caught for smoking at school, you know, telling my dad, I, I don't want you to whip my ass when I get home. I want to self-impose my own ass whipping because it's going to be just as bad. That's the one you get. I know, and the idea of hey, we're gonna vac, we're gonna vacate, we're gonna vacate wins from that era when they were there. No one gives a shit. No one cares. <laughs> Stop with the nonsense of that 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 stupid shit. Hit them where it hurts now. Vacating wins, I think, is just is that's just garbage. I mean, because it, it, it didn't you. You can vacate anything you want to. Yeah. You know, we saw that happen on the field. All right, Jackpot. Well, I think we've had a good show. We'll figure out uh, we're going to have a show on Wednesday. Looking forward to that. You have anything else you want to add? Or are you done, my friend? Uh, I do not. I want to thank everyone who showed up tonight. And uh, 
just by the show, we had a good one. Had a lot of folks here, a lot of interaction. It's what I like. A lot of interactive stuff. All right. Appreciate you guys, and we'll see you later on.